0: Guys, back to the show, episode 24. We're on Kenny. Um that's okay. podcast. right, mate, you're right. So today uh was on by one of Scotland's probably most well-known PT and uh, my is Tony Pang. So Tony, thanks very much for coming on, me, It's a it's a pleasure.
1: Yeah, guys, I'm absolutely buzzing to kind of go through, basically just talk about um the, the journey and, and any topics that you just want to go on. But I'm 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 excited. I love talking about what I do, I love kind of finding out about what you guys are doing and it's just you no know i mean it's an exciting time technology's definitely giving us all a voice yep, it's yep. allowed people to reach out find more about others and there's a wealth of knowledge out there You know what i mean
0: definitely and for anybody who's listened to uh two epi- episodes ago we had one of your clients taylor yeah taylor, so i'm sure everybody's keen to see who the famous
1: Tony Pang was behind. <laughs> and Hi, I, I, Taylor literally just sent me that, that that podcast to listen to, so I've not actually had uh, had a chance to listen to it yet, but um, I heard good things. I heard good things. Oh, brilliant. Well, that's, brilliant. Good, that's good, So just for
0: anybody um, who maybe isn't aware, are you still PT at the moment out of Extreme Gym? Is that right?
1: Obviously, it's closed. Yep. So basically, up until now, I was PTing from Extreme Gym, obviously, with the whole COVID Um And the the, the current situation, all the gyms shut down. That was a massive kind of turning point for me. Um, And I'd always always kind of modified my business um, every year to kind of strive to where I wanted to be. And I think for me, like I had moved half my business onto online four or five years ago. I hadn't made the full shift because I I loved working with people. I I loved uh, literally watching people change. It was, it was just one of those experiences. I could never see myself giving it up. And then when COVID came, it was yes, kind of yeah. taken away. It was like, you don't have the option anymore. Like, yeah. that's been taken away. And there was definitely a lot of adaptation. There was definitely a lot of time to reflect and think and be like, wow, how am I going to better serve my clients now than I ever have? Because there's so much confusion There's so much uncertainty. There's so much of the unknown. Like, what's going to happen? Is this going to be just for the next three weeks? Which, personally, at the start, I thought this was only going to last three weeks. I did. I'm now looking at four months down the line. I'm like, holy shit, this is actually when um, this has been so much longer than I think anybody anticipated. And I think probably I went into the situation like, I'm always looking at trying to find the positives and all the opportunities there. And as much as I probably lost a lot of personal training clients um, because they didn't have the facility to train people out of, at that point, I didn't really have any equipment. So we know what the, the Scottish weather's like. It's not ideal to be taking people who want to aesthetically look a certain way where we're doing weight training, we're doing compound exercises where you're mm-hmm. doing machines, dumbbells. And then how do you replicate that on an outdoor scene with no equipment was definitely a bit of a challenge. Um I then looked at the opposite side of the coin. I said, you know what, I've got a really good online business at the moment. Is this something that I could really utilize and take that like one step further and take that to the next level? And, and could I, I had that revelation where probably the first three or four weeks of lockdown, I definitely had a bit of a slump. I'd lost some PT clients. I'd lost some online clients that they didn't have availability to the gym. They didn't have equipment. They They were kind of struggling with with, with finances and work. It was like everyone was uncertain. So I took a massive dip at the start, which gave me a lot of thinking time. So for me, I'm constantly on the go. I'm constantly busy. So I don't get much time to work on my business because I'm always in it. And this really gave me the, the, the opportunity and the chance I never had to sit back and assess where I was now and ultimately where did I want to be. And that was a huge turning point for me. I started to analyze why my personal training business was so successful. What did the clients need? I saw that the more interaction that clients got with me, the better results they got. So now I've created an online platform and an online system where I've now took 30 hours to 40 hours of personal training, and I've now converted that and gave that back to the online guys. So they're getting about 30 to 40 hours of access to me per week where I'm doing education series, I'm doing trainings, I'm doing uh, Q&As, I'm doing doing anything that they need at that point in time. I'm I'm teaching them how to become their own PT because I'm no longer there, how to create a lifestyle, understand the diet, understand the training, build all this for themselves. And the, the lockdown gave me that opportunity to do that where I could spend 30 hours on the laptop. I could spend 30 hours talking to 60 clients and explaining, guys, you what to learn about today, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. what, what, what can I teach you that maybe you might be struggling with that could be holding you back? Is it a mindset thing? Is it a confidence? Is it the training? Is it the nutrition? And we built up such a wide variety of education, training, uh, library throughout lockdown that the guys were actually coming out lockdown in better shape than they, than they were before lockdown. Because if you imagine that you had a PT available to you twice a week and you got great results, Imagine that you had a PT available seven days a week. Seven days a week whenever you wanted them. You could, you could, you could message me. I was answering questions daily. I had live Q and A's on. I had educational videos on. I had tutorials on. I had everything available every single day because I was available. Like people's skills, their knowledge base, their, their actions, their implementation just went up tenfold. And I was like, that. wow, I'm watching guys that have dropped two or three stone in lockdown. And, and because I'm surrounded by such a small hub of clients, when I see so many people doing well, the confidence is going crazy. Then when I'm listening to people outside that circle where there's still a bit of doom and gloom and there's still a lot of people like, this lockdown was a bit of a curse and I hated it and yeah. I can't wait to the gym's open. I can't wait to things get better. And I was like, wow, being in my house and being only surrounded by my clients and being surrounded by like a small network of people it really kind of masked that cloud that was around the world. I don't watch the news, so I literally only found out what was going on with the world when my clients tell me about it. Like, I don't watch the news or stuff like that. So when clients were like, oh, the gyms is going to be July. or oh, the gyms is going to be August, or whatever it was. Uh-huh. Like, that, really, that really allowed me to really just focus all my efforts and time with clients rather than focusing on what was going on in the world. In the world. You know what I mean?
0: See, when you're saying clients as well, like, you're... Um One of the most kind of sought after coaches as well for personal trainers. So you you're a mentor to a lot of personal trainers. So yeah, how you've got a thing? Is it called the high performance?
1: The high, yeah. So so I created the high performance PT coaching program, which was really specific. That I saw and listening to a lot of personal trainers in the industry, a lot of guys were struggling. Like a lot of guys lost their rhythm, lost their confidence. They weren't training because they didn't have the facilities. They were a bit down on the dumps because they'd lost all their clients. They didn't have an online platform. There were there was a lot of people that just fell out the industry. And I was like, yeah. fuck. I said, see, for me, if I knew what I knew now and I was to restart my business tomorrow. So I said, if I was to go bankrupt today and I was to recreate this Tony Pang Empire all over again, how would I do it? And so I created this pro the, the, the high performance uh, PT coaching program. That was literally to take people from having nothing to taking them up to a business that was giving them the time so that they had time to spend on themselves. They they were looking after their own bodies. They weren't neglecting their training. They weren't neglecting their diet. They had loads of energy. Mood was good. Confidence was good. They were looking after their mindset. They were building up that confidence. We were leveling up their education. If they weren't that clued up on nutrition, let me explain that to you. If you weren't clued up about designing up a diet, let me, do, let me help you upscale that. Whatever problems and challenges you've had in your business, let's unfold that and really give you a bit of clarity and direction. And then let's look at your business. Like, how is your business operating right now? Is it streamlined? Is it a bit scattered? Is it all over the place? Like, I always say to all my clients, like, what helped me a lot was thinking about what did my perfect day or what does my perfect week look like um, long-term? And so if I can focus on, I would really love to only work like three days a week and I would love to do maybe five to six hours a day and I'd love to do all that then I can plan what I'm doing now to build that business model around giving me that time giving me that freedom when was I going to train when was I going to work when was I going to spend time with family and when I started allocating how that my life was going to look like things started to happen like that just having a plan I say this to people getting yourself in shape doesn't really happen just by oh I eat good and I train hard because if it was like that everyone would be in shape yeah so I say to people like we, we get you in the best shape of your life because we have a plan we've got a time scale whether it's four months or five months we know exactly what we're expecting every month we know exactly what we're expecting every week and we give you a plan and what to implement per day whether it's the training whether it's nutrition so that you can achieve that result and when we attack that same mentality and that same structure to your business holy shit, where do you see your business in the next six months, right? Okay, what are we going to do right now to, to to take you to that level in the next three months? What are we going to do to get you there in the next week, right? What do you need to do today? And when we started breaking down the model and the systems for clients, I was giving them my input on how I would do it so that they, they could implement it into their own systems. And before I knew it, I took a small group on, and out of that small group, i Basically systemized and created the, the, the program, utilized it with these coaches, and within the first week, every single one of them made their money back, <laughs> made the money back. Because ultimately, I was like that, guys, from the income that you could be making to the income you are making, you're overworked, you're undervalued, and you're burnt out. You're not doing your own training because you're spending time with clients. You're not able to build your business because you're in your business. Working with clients, and so when we could give them a bit more clarity and a bit more structure, they got back in shape. And when you speak to a lot of PTC, see when they're in shape, see when they get to train, see when they when they get to eat, and everything's great. Their A game is so much better, so their business goes from level to level. They give their clients more energy. They give their clients more of their time. You don't mind working sixty or seventy hours a week when you get a wee bit of that time back to yourself. And so I found with these guys when we gave them a wee bit of what they wanted. Their business has exploded. Now, this all happened during lockdown. So I've I've utilized this with literally a small group of PTs over the last three months during lockdown, but the gym's still not open. And these guys are thriving. They're doing better now than what they were doing before the gym opened. And that's where that kind of gives me that, that that sense of like proud, being a proud coach, being a proud mentor, where I knew I could do it. I just, I believe you can stick me in any country. You could Mm -hmm. stick me with any clients and I would transform their fucking lives. Like I'm a hundred (laughs) percent clear. I'm a hundred percent certain no matter who you are, if you have the right mindset, I will take you from where you are now to where you want to be. And it doesn't matter whether that's stepping on a world stage or whether that's just getting in shape for your holiday. Like I believe in you more than you believe in yourself. And when I could pass that on to the PTs, I just knew that I could do it. And now that I've seen PTs do it. Fuck. I just I just knew for these guys, if you can do it through lockdown and you can come out lockdown in a better position, like nothing is going to stop you. Business is not going to slow down with another pandemic, with another second wave, which potentially could happen. The gyms still aren't open yet. So when you can when you can modify your 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 system, when you can modify your body, modify your approach, you adapt to your environment. Now if the environment's shit, cool. But if we can get through the worst of the situations. Then things are only going to get better. Things are going to go. Pfft, things are going to go to a level that you've never been before. And now that I've seen it with other PTS, I'm ready to really take things like one step further and and showcase that with a lot more people. You Know what I mean? Absolutely. So
2: how How did you end up structuring that? Was that something you were just thinking about? Like, do you just never switch off? That like, you
1: just. that is that, definitely a downfall to me. I can't switch off. Like I I struggle. switch off Um, and I think that I've been I've been happy that I was when when I started as a PT in 2008 I left my ego at the door I was always happy to reach out and ask for help it was not about me not knowing enough it was not about it was just about if there's people that are better than me or at a level that I want to be at then I'm going to reach out and so when I first went into that gym I had no clients I had nothing um, and I reached out to another PT who was the busiest PT in that gym. And I said, look, I'm new to this all. Like, I see that you're the busiest guy in here. Like, what could I be doing better? Like, how could I build up a client base? And so I reached out. He gave me that help and that guidance. And said, Look, this is the things that you should be doing. And I got to work very, very quickly. And within the first six months, I was full. And that, 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 was, that I found being full that it was easy because every person I was talking to was like, wow, I speak to you for 15 minutes and I'm fucking pumped. Like, I'm ready to work with you. I'm ready to change my life. Like, I'm buzzing off your energy. And, it's, and I says, because I love this. And I says, when you tell me you want to change and I know in my heart that that's 100% achievable, whether you feel it is or not, like, I believe in your results more than you believe it. And I want your results more than you want it. And so any type of results that we achieve are always better than what you expect. I had a fantastic conversation with a new client today where I said, look, I always to clients. Like, what would you love to achieve? Like, what's the, what's the end goal? If we, if we had a three to six month time scale, what would you love to achieve? And the, the answers are always generic. It's always like, look better, feel better, lose a bit of weight, build a bit of muscle. See when I really got to the nitty and gritty. See when I really delved in and I said, guys, if, if, if there was no option and I could give you 100% what you've always wanted, what would that be? Don't think unrealistic. Just think about what would be the dream. And when they're like, well, if I could have abs and if I could have a better definition. And I could, like, when we started and I said, and how would it feel if I give you all of that? You that you'd change my life. And I'm like, boom. That's when people ask me, like, what do I do? I'm confident in saying I change people's lives. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I take them from where they are now and I take them to places that they've never been. Whether they're a PT or not, I just want to know what you want and I'm going to guide you and I'm going to help you get there. That's where I get my fulfillment. That's where I say that this job is priceless because you work with different people at different levels. You take to, you, you watch people change, grow mentally, physically. And that, I don't think there's many jobs you get that sense of fulfillment. You know what I mean? Where you can transform someone's life and they turn around to you and say, Tony, this was the best thing I've ever done. Like you've, you've changed my life like to a point where it's unbelievable. I, I'm, I'm. I wish I'd done this ten years ago. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wish I hadn't spent my life chasing a dream that I was ne- never, felt was achievable or stuff like that. So for me, when I hear stuff like that, it only drives me and only motivates me more and more. And sometimes I get a lot of my clients say, "Look, you inspire and you motivate me." Half the time, I get motivated and inspired by my clients. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I'm listening, uh... to, I'm listening to achievements that they are doing, and I'm like, "Fuck." That is that is why that that is why I do what I do. You know what I mean? That's why I wanted to help the PTs get out a bad place and get to get to a point in their life where they're changing people's lives. They've got a business that ultimately is so rewarding. They get paid great, great, great amount of money. They get themselves in shape. They get they get to build up people's confidence, learn about nutrition and education. And so, if I could do that to a hundred or a thousand other PTs, wow. The nation as a whole is going to be a better place. You know what I mean? The world as a whole. Now, I can't say I can change everybody, but I can certainly help the people that reach out and say to me, Tony, I would love to take myself, take my body, take my business to that place. And I've I've been more than happy to be like, look, let's do this, because it's the most exciting journey that you're ever going to do. And I say this to all the guys, this will be the best investment you've ever made in your life. I can guarantee it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, well, it's good, and you need people as well to have. They they need to be kind of bought into you as well in order to to give it a good go. Do you know what I mean? Because if you had somebody who was half assing it, they're not going to buy into it, and they're not going to try as hard. You, you, yeah, you sound obviously you're always checking up on them. You've got weekly check ins, you've got everything. So yeah, they know that they are going to be made accountable for. Accountable. What they, do you know what I mean? So yeah, they've yeah, got a, they've got an extra push to to try and reach their goals. Definitely.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Like I say that to people, like. I don't need more clients. Like, I've got more than enough clients. Like, I'm happy. What I need is success stories. What I need is people to transform their lives because it allows me to showcase what I'm able to do with people. And so I'm very, very select on who I work with. I I, I make sure I have that consultation with every single client. I find out where they're at in their life. Like, I find out what do they want to get from the program. I find out all this information to give me an idea. Are we going to be a good fit? because see whether you can afford it or not afford it. If we're not a good fit, then I'd rather not start the journey because a coach to, to client or mentor relationship is based on communication. It's based on being able to, to talk through all the challenges, create that plan, and it comes from that enjoyment. And when you don't have that relationship, then you're not gonna get the best out of your business. You're not gonna get the best out of your body. You're gonna be quite mediocre. And I say this to everybody like I'm not here to be average like there's loads of people that can settle for average we're here to be fucking like unbelievable here we're here to be known as either the fucking best or the guy that's striving to be the best and when you get there like you surround yourself with enough people like that you feel invincible you feel like fuck. if, if I had somebody that's never seen their abs before, and I could really work with them long enough I could get them on stage whether that's something they wanted to do or not that's regardless but I have that belief that we can take anybody to whatever level that they want to They want to achieve. You know what I mean? They just really need to, I really need to understand for them, what's their, what's their why? What's their oh, reason? Why are, that, why are they of, doing this? You know what I mean?
2: Have you ever heard the, the never-ending why question? Like, yes, you, you like, asked no, that
1: about seven keep times keep going, keep to get the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, like, people will ask me, like, why do I do what I do? And I've I've got three kids, and I've got a baby that's literally just seven months. And my big driver in life was when I had my first child. Was there was a, there was a different priority now. It wasn't just about work. Whereas before that, it was quite selfishly about work. It was all about work, and I couldn't see. I was blind to see that. I just looked at it like I was I was I was running a successful business to to support my family, but. If I was never there for my family, who was I supporting? And so my big reason learning from that is like, look, you're never gonna get that time back. Like I've been able to spend more time with my daughter um, from when she was born until now because of lockdown. I've been able Mm -hmm. to see her eat for the first time, go in a bath for the first time, walk, crawl, talk for the first time. Like these are things that I 100% would have missed out on because I would have been in a gym. Because I would have been PTing. And these are things that I'm going to cherish. And now I'm focusing on the memories that I'm going to create with my family. Because ultimately, when, when you're and when you're old, when you look back at your life, like what are you going to remember? You're not going to remember that nice car or that nice house. You're going to remember the holidays. You're going to remember those birthdays. You're going to remember those events in your life. And they are something that you're going to reminisce. And it's going to give you that emotional feeling again, which yeah. you're not going to get from materialistic things. So when I've been able to really cherish family now, I've really started to, to appreciate that I would rather make less money and have that time back with my family. But obviously it's not a case that I can just spend all my time with my family and not work. There is, there <laughs> is a bit more of that. But at least now I'm taking that into consideration that this is a balancing act. There needs to be time for me where I can look after myself, I can be the best for my family, I can be the best for my clients, I can be the best person that I can be. I need some time for myself, whether it's training, whether it's self-reflection, whether it's nutrition, all that type of stuff, that then I can look at my business, then I can look at my family. And yes, I'm trying to get that balance right. And sometimes you get it right, and sometimes you get it wrong. But at least if you're always adapting to the situation uh, and everybody else. understands, is yeah. that's what's key in all of this. Know what I mean? Definitely.
0: That powerful stuff. Like you can tell your sister, you've got
1: it, you got it it. I've no, I've no so I'm <laughs> i so no I've, I've no sussed it. I'm no I'm not hundred percent like I have dialed this in, but what I have said is I've realized for myself and I've critiqued myself, I've critiqued my business, I've I've critiqued where I am at in life, and been like is there things that I could have done better? It's a hard question to ask, but I guarantee there's a lot of things in people's lives they could have done better. You know what I mean? And for me, I could have always been there more for the family. So it's been something that I focused on to incorporate more into my day, more into my life, that there is a point when I'm working, when I'm working, I'm switched on. Now I've started to realize that when I'm with the family, I need to switch off. That I don't just want to be there subconsciously and... I'm there in person, but my mind is elsewhere. Like, I mm-hmm. need to switch off. And probably now, I'm in a better place where I can just leave my phone. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I don't need to check my phone. I don't need to check my notifications and all that type of stuff. Where I'm getting better now at sticking to a, a, a regime, sticking to a plan, and trying to make it fit around the family. You know what I mean? Where... I would rather now get up at five or six in the morning to start my day, because if it allows me to spend a couple hours with the family at night, but then I need to get up a wee bit earlier before they get up, cool. I'll do that because it's important. It's important that I still get time to spend time with the family. I get, I get time to build my business and not just spend time in my business, but I've also got time for my clients as well. And so at least now, just like building an amazing body, if you've got a plan and you can see it out, It's easier to manipulate the factors in your life to say, look, that hour, that's going to be for my clients, right? That hour, that's going to be for family, right? That hour, that's going to be for my training, whatever it is. And and sticking to the plan, and I think that if everyone's on board, and and my message is more than than, um, compromising with, look, if you need to work and you need to do loads of hours for four days a week, like, as long as the three days that I get, that we make that quality time. That we yeah. spend that time as a family making memories and doing things that that ultimately make everybody happier. And I always say this for me especially, and I guess a lot of the other PTs will relate. When you've got when you've got your partner or your wife, when they're happy, you're happy. One hundred percent. You can you, you, you <laughs> definitely can, You can Oh, you can spend so much more energy on your business. You can spend so much more energy on yourself. But when when the wife's not happy or when the partner's not happy, it's, it's mentally, subconsciously like draining. It holds you back from really getting to where you want to be. And I think that when you are a PT and when you are burnt out, you're so focused on doing the right thing for your clients that you're not doing the right thing for yourself. You're focused yeah. on doing the right things for your business that sometimes you're not focused on looking after the family. And I guess that's where I fell into that trap. And that's why I created the the high performance PT coaching program was ultimately to allow PTs not to fall into that trap because I've been a PT now, what, 14 years. And I was in that trap a lot of the time. I was definitely, and it's only maybe the last, I would say four or five years, where I have really started to dial things in to get my life to a place that I really wanted to be rather than just going through the motions. You know what yeah, I mean? Definitely. Well, one thing, um, Kenny and I are always quick, can
0: you ask, especially when we have like an athlete or um, somebody who's very successful, what they do. First of all, w- where was it you grew up? Whereabouts? So,
1: so I grew up in East Kilbride. Um, it's funny because when, like people always say, were well, your parents sporty? And I guess for my parents, my parents were workaholics. See, hmm. that's, where, that's where I get it from. They, <sighs> were, they were always spending their time at work they were always spending their time building the business. And so I never really had that relationship with my parents. They were never really there, which is probably where I've got my drive for business now is I've seen what they've done. I've seen that they've excelled in business and I thought, fuck, that's something that I would love to do and I've followed in that footsteps. But I guess that I've kind of missed out that family relationship time where it's like you can't just focus on one aspect in your life and not focus on the rest. And so... For me, my parents weren't really that sporty. They were always kind of working. And so I kind of, from school, I get into playing football just because everyone's playing football. Um, I then started to get more into well, all the sports. i done PE. It was like, I love athletics. So I joined the athletics club. Yeah. I love badminton. So I joined the badminton club. I love rugby. I played rugby. i done football. i done gymnastics. I'd done swimming. Like, you name it. I was doing like 10 different sports I- at one time. <laughs> And, and I guess that's probably what what kept me. And it's funny because I've never been out of shape. I've always been super skinny. I've always had low body fat. I've always been pretty fit. And I guess that's just stemmed from like doing so much yeah. and probably not eating enough. And and that okay. definitely was probably a big player for me, where I was constantly on the go. I'd be constantly on the go at school, and then after school, I'd be constantly on the go with physical activities. And it's funny because that was a passion and that was an enjoyment that I probably couldn't see a career in as of yet. I just knew it's something I love doing. I thought, do you know what, like everybody, maybe I'll go and become a professional footballer, do something you love, it sounds great, make good money. And again, I took myself to a high enough level and got got badly injured and was basically out of the game for, for probably one to two years of rehab. At that point in my life, I realized that all these hours that I had spent doing training, I was I was spending maybe an hour and a half playing a, a Livens game on a Saturday. I was spending an hour on a Sunday playing fives. I was spending hours every single day at training football, um, uh, football training. And then after that, if I was playing out with my friends, I must have spent about 20 hours plus weeks, um, hours per week just doing that thinking that that was all I was going to do and and school never interested me like it it, it didn't like my, my grades sucked like I wasn't into studying I wasn't really that smart and I kind of just I, I wasn't really sure where I wanted to go in my life you know what I mean and so when I started to go through the ranks I loved doing sports so I, I knew that I was always going to do it. I just didn't know that it was going to be a career for me. Yeah. My mom and dad owned restaurants, and they they just saw me as, do you know what, start working in the restaurant, start making some money for yourself before you really need to know what you want to do with your life. Like at least start to build up some 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 savings, money. some income. Mm-hmm. And um, I went from washing dishes to working behind the bar to going to college and actually studying to become a chef, to then becoming a manager of a restaurant and then when it got to the point my parents are like, look, we're going to retire. Like, do you want to take over? And I was like, I don't know, because this is this is all I've ever known. Like, I've yep. not known anything different. And it was probably a hard question to to kind of ask myself, because I was at a stage in my life where I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Like, I How loved when it Um, Must have been about... I would say between 20 to 23. Oh, wow, man. And I think for me, I looked at that and I was like, if I do this, this That's is it. probably what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And for me, uh-huh. that scared me because it was like, if I'm all in, I'm all in and I'm not even a hundred percent sure. Like I'm uh-huh. not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Did I know that I would, I would have an income for life? Most likely. Yes it was always going to make probably good money. Was it something that I loved doing? I did not like it, but it wasn't a passion. So it was like, well, loads of people do a job that they don't love yep. that they make good money. Was <laughs> was I going to be one? I had to ask myself a lot of questions and, and quite frankly, I wasn't sure. Like I wasn't. And, I, and I'd spoke to my mum, and she said, Tony, I've, I feel like um, I never really wanted you to get involved. And the restaurant industry like it's long hours it's unsociable hours like you're working all the weekend you're, you're 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 doing crazy days and crazy hours and there's more to life out there than just work and so at that point it's funny I fell into personal training by accident one of my friends in the gym like for me when I stopped playing football at about 16 I then transitioned to going to the gym because I spent so many hours playing football, training, all that type of stuff. And because I could no longer do it, I had to fill my time doing something else. My mum went to the council gyms and she went to all the classes and she was using whey protein. I was like, what is this stuff like? <laughs> and she was like, why don't you come to the gym like, and you can just do some exercises? And I was like, right, okay, I don't really know what I'm doing, but let, let's go. And she got me a gym membership and I went to the gym. Didn't have a clue what I was doing. So I would look at somebody using a machine and be like, that looks pretty good. I'll do that. that. that." And then I saw somebody else do another exercise and I thought, fuck, that's really good as well. And it's funny because, like, I'm old and I'm definitely to the point when I started, there wasn't social media. The internet wasn't even a big thing. Like, I couldn't just be like, yeah, I'll jump on the internet and I'll YouTube and I'll Google. And I'll find all this information for myself. Uh, there was yeah. nothing where I got where, where I ended up. The more I got into training, where I got in my information was the magazines. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and
1: we know what that. the magazines are like. Like build twenty pounds of muscle in four weeks, taking this Easy. supplement. I was like, holy yes. shit! That's, that's me, and I'm watching these guys in the cover, and I'm like, fuck! If I take. If I take that fucking protein, I'm going to look like him. That's that. Like that's, I'm going to go to the gym every day, train for hours, take protein, and I'm just going to turn into a crazy monster. And that never really, <laughs> it never, it never really happened. But it got me into it. And then I remember like, the more I started to read the magazines, as much as there was a lot, of, a lot of fluff in there, there was some knowledgeable stuff that I took on board, maybe how to train. I was looking at guys that were in great shape. How did they train? How did they eat? I didn't under—I didn't really understand why they were doing it, but I knew that if that's what they done, then I mm-hmm. could do that. I could have chicken and rice. I could have tuna and potato. Like I—I I could do all. That. I could have brown oh. pasta. And I started doing that, and I didn't know why I was doing it, and I—I I just yeah. done it. And so, I—I I was naturally got—I got in better shape. I got in better shape, and then when I started in the training, like everyone was like Tony, like you're always ripped. You're always lean. Like you just—you just never get out of shape, and I didn't. I, didn't, I couldn't explain to them why it was happening. I just said, look, I eat clean. I eat what these guys eat. And I, I train hard, which is, which I laugh now because I ask clients about what they do and they say, I eat clean and I train hard. I'm like, that's, uh, no, that's, that's not gonna cool. it's
2: a... normal sure. thing for everybody to say. I yeah, yeah, always that,
1: eat clean. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> so, that, so that's not really going to work. And I was the same. I didn't have a day off. I loved it. I couldn't see myself doing anything different. And I guess when one of my, one of my, my training partners said to me, Tony... See that, see that protein shake we use, that PhD stuff? Like, I was on their website, and, and they're looking for, like, a cover model. And I was like, no, I'm not into that. Like, what? Why, why would I want to do that? And they're like, you just need to, like, tell them what you're eating and tell them what you're training and send them some pictures. And I was like, look, Stuart, I'm not into all that. Like, I, I like training because it de-stresses me. I love it. It's fun. Like, it gets me that time away from the restaurant. Like, I just love it. And he's like, no, just think about it because – because you're in good shape. And I'm like, no, I'll just leave it. So I left <laughs> a couple of weeks and then he was like, Did you do it? And I was like, Look, do you know what? Let let me do it. So I wrote down my diet. I wrote down how I trained. I sent them through some pictures. And uh, they got back to me and they were like, We love your stuff. We've shortlisted you. And I was like, oh, Wow. Uh-huh. What the fuck does that mean? Does that like is that is that good? Does that like well let's see what happens? And so they said, Look, out the full UK we've now shortlisted you to the last 30. And I was like, well, that sounds pretty good. So right. I was like, right, okay. So what did, and my, and my training partner's like, look, that's good. What we need to do is we need to like train more. So I was like, fuck, I better, better start waking <laughs> up early and then training before working and, and, and start getting in more shape. And it was just, it was, I, I just laugh. I just laugh back at the time. Cause I just, I laugh at what I was doing and what I was eating. And I'm just like, you just didn't have a clue. You just, you yeah, really yeah. didn't know what you were doing. And then I got another message a couple of weeks later, and they said, look, we've shortlisted you to the last eight. Like, we want you to, we want you to come down. We're going to do a photo shoot. And then uh, from there, we'll decide who, who's going to be our next cover model. And I was like, Stuart, they've told me they want to do a photo shoot. Like, I don't even know what a photo shoot is, but <laughs> I, I hmm. probably know that I probably need to get in better shape. And he's like, ah, let's do this. So I just, um, I was, I was over <laughs> I was just overtraining so bad. I was yeah, doing hours, three, four hours a day. I oh, thought to man. myself, well, if I eat carbs, carbs makes you fat. So I better stop <laughs> eating carbs. And fat makes you fat. So I better stop eating fat. So I better just eat, like, like, like protein, loads, loads of protein. Like, mm. the more protein, the better. Mm. If I can have 10 <laughs> shakes a day and tuna and chicken and, and vegetables, that's what I'm going to do. And it's got to be clean. And, and so I ate like that. And fuck. To be honest, I look back at the pictures and I was definitely lean, but I was probably lean to the point that if you starve anybody, they're, they're <laughs> going to lean. <laughs> no, I mean, I call it like the starvation diet. That If you starve anybody, you're going to get lean. So yeah. we'd done that and then uh, it kind of went through. And we were driving and, and I said they sent me the email, they sent me the address and said, look, we want you to come down, come get a photo shoot. And I said, brilliant. So I got, I got my cousin who had just become a personal trainer. And I said, look, Chris, I'm doing this photo shoot. Like, I don't really know what to do. Like, what are they going to ask me to do? And, he, and I was like, look, can you come down with me and tell me what to do? And like, I think I'll need to pump up. So I don't really know what to do. So just tell me whatever I should do and and, and I'll do it. No, do and I remember then stop drinking water because I knew water makes you look watery. So I was like, right, I better stop drinking water. <laughs> and I'm driving down there. And he's like, right, I want you to start like pumping up and training and It's funny because I had a sat-nav that was, oh, it was ancient. It was not updated. (laughs) And the roads that it used were so old that what happened is the route that we took, it was to get down to Hull. It was supposed to take us like six hours. And I ended up getting there in four because of this old sat-nav took me a different route. And so instead of being there the time that they told me, I was there two hours early. So I turned up at the gym and I said, hi. I'm looking to speak to Jason and Mark. I'm here for the photo shoot. And he's like, all right, we weren't expecting anybody yet, but I'll go say to them. So Mark and Jason come down. And they're like, how are you doing, Tony? They're like, you're two hours early. And I'm like, oh, it's a long story. I said, I had a sat, I had a dodgy sat. <laughs> and uh, it, it, got me here, it got me here dead early. And they were like, well, no one else is here. So what to do is come, up to, come upstairs to the office and we'll kind of just have a chat and so, they just had a chat with me for about, about an hour, like, why did I train? What was I doing? How did I eat? And it's funny because I honestly, like truly think in my heart that that was the conversation that probably won me the sponsorship yeah, was yeah. that conversation, That's not because I was in shape, mm-hmm. not because of anything else. I really did feel like they just got a sense of, I, I, I quite like this guy. You no, know yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah. he would be good. And then I think what just sealed it off was when we'd done the photo shoot, they were like, fuck, the guy's in shape. He's yeah. in shape and we really like him. And I think when all the other guys came down for the shoot, they just turned up, they just done the pictures, and then they, they just went away. There wasn't any rapport. And I think that that stood out for me. And and, and obviously for me, with that sponsorship, most, most supplement sponsorships are like, they're like, you get them for a year and then that's it. And I remember when I was with PhD and I was going doing all the expos, doing all the open days. I was literally with them for about eight or nine years, like it it was it was unbelievable. And I think that for me, it was just like being part of the family. It wasn't like being like you're a sponsored athlete. It was just like Mm -hmm. you're part of the team. And I guess there was a turning point for PhD, which there was a turning point for a lot of supplements where. They, they get bought over by bigger companies and, and, and the messaging changes. I think that the owners were into bodybuilding. They were into training. They were into getting in shape. They developed supplements for the athlete. And then I think things changed when they're now developing supplements for for somebody that goes to the gym. Doesn't necessarily need to be an athlete. The masses. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the masses, exactly. And I think when that started to happen, the messages were getting diluted. They, they, they weren't. They, they weren't the kind of not hardcore messaging, but it wasn't the kind of the direct messaging that I had in the, the first nine years. Yeah. Things started to change. It was more about hitting the maskies and that type of stuff. So, I guess from there, like I was going through a period where I had four or five different sponsorship deals, whether that was with um, meal prep companies. It was with uh, prep bag companies. It was with clothing companies. It was with fitness equipment companies. It was with fitness model agencies. It was just, at one point, I had so much going on, and I was just like, I I didn't know where to kind of start with it, and I just was kind of going along the motion. And I think now, when I look back at it, like, I've still got my sponsorship um, with Powerhouse Fitness just now. And for me, I kind of use the kind of sponsorships now as – is this something that I would necessarily use myself? Is this something that I would ethically promote to my audience or promote to my clients? Would it be something that I would get them to use? If yeah. it is, then I'm happy to come on board. But if it's something that I'm not really going to use, I don't really believe in, then I don't really want to promote to people that trust me. They, like, oh Tony says this company's really good, but I'm not really using them, so I'm like, look. When I do the sponsorships, I'm more concerned about, I I provide a service that changes lives. If you want to use supplements, that's not a problem at all. The supplements is maybe 5% of your results, but 95% of your results is gonna come from your training. It's gonna come from your diet. It's gonna come from the plan, the structure, the community, the accountability, the check-ins, all that type of stuff. Um, And so that's where I'm like, supplements are a very, very small part of the equation. And I think for a lot of people now that get into the gym, it's like, look, I'm starting the gym, so what do I need? I need a pre-workout. I need something to give me a boost. I'm like, that ah, you've not even went to the gym yet. You've not even stepped in and lifted a weight. <laughs> and you want, you want something to give you a bit of a boost. I'm like, no, that's not the right way. And then if someone wants to lose a bit of weight, the first thing they do, I'm going to get a fat burner. Because if I get a fat burner, it's going to help me lose more weight. And I'm just like, guys, there's no quick fix to this. And ultimately, the people that go for the quick fixes, they never get the life-changing results. They never sustain those results. They achieve something that's short-term, short-lived, and then they revert back to their old ways. They, they, they don't have the knowledge and the understanding how to build a diet, how to build a training plan, understanding how to manipulate it, why it's working. And that's probably where I evolved my services now. It's like, look, I'm going to get you in the best shape of your life. That's 100% certain. As long as you want this, I'm all in. What I'm also going to do is getting you in shape is only half the battle. The other half of the battle is how do we teach you to do this for yourself so that you can now sustain this, maintain this, and create a lifestyle for yourself that you can replicate year in, year out. Like Once I've got you in the best shape of your life, I've motivated you and I've shown you that you can do it. I've released your full potential. When I see you a year later, you should still be there. You should still be striving to be better, to be bigger, to be fitter, to be leaner, to be healthier, whatever it is, because once you've got the tools, it's like riding a bike. Once you learn, and once you know how to do it once, you'll know how to do it for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, when you were talking about um,
0: you don't to do the PhD, sort of maybe a rehearsal, would you call it? Were you yeah. were
1: you a PT at that time? Nope. Nope. Right. No. Nope. Okay. And that's that's how I fell into PT is when I done that when I won that sponsorship. I was now plastered over men's health, men's fitness, muscle and fitness. I was on the magazines. I was, I, people were like, "That fuck, I know that guy." Like, and, and they would then they would then speak to me like Tony, like, like, could you write me a diet? Like, could like, I want to get in shape. And so, people were asking me about like PT and about getting in shape about a year or two before I was even a PT. And so, when I became a PT. I got clients very quickly based on I was in shape. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I, like, it was like, you're in shape. You must know what you're talking about. Like I want to work with you. And that's what kick-started the journey, but it was then taking it one step further that when I started competing, when I started to do more nutrition courses, when I started to learn more every year, I would allocate maybe, I would say maybe five or six different like, nutrition, supplementation, training courses per year to really upscale my my, my knowledge base, really, really get me to the pinnacle and get me to the peak of my knowledge so that I was benefiting from it because I was taking my body places that had never been before. But I was using that with clients as well. I was helping them take their body to places that they'd never been before. And so that's how I kind of fell into PT was that people would ask me how, like how to help them before I was even a PT. I worked in the restaurants and they would always say to me, Tony, on this menu, like, what should I be eating? What like, <laughs> like, lose about, like, what's the healthiest thing on this, mm-hmm. on, 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 the, on the meal? And, and I laugh because if I, if I was still in the restaurant, like, I probably would have been able to, like, create some sort of, like, meal prep plan for clients that when you're eating out, like, these are the things that you would, you would be, these are the things you would look forward to. Because this is the kind of advice I'd give to my clients now when they have social events, birthdays, anniversaries, holiday. Like, how should they plan their nutrition? Because these things in life, they're always going to come up. So at least if you have a bit of knowledge and a bit um, where you can make intelligent decisions, is you shouldn't be scared to eat out. You shouldn't be scared to go on holiday. You shouldn't be scared to undo all your results because you relax a little. And so that's when I think now looking back that, really getting people to understand this stuff to a high enough level is that they're not going to be demotivated. They're not going to lack that understanding. And they're really going to strive and get excited about the journey rather than anxious or stressed out or frustrated or demotivated, which a lot of people go through that burnout. I listen to a lot of clients that say, I'm doing everything right. Like I'm doing my cardio. I'm eating my, I'm, I'm, I'm following a diet. And I'm, and I'm smashing my weights and I'm doing that and I'm giving so much effort, but I'm just not seeing the return. And so when they see clients that I'm working with who get results in a quarter of the time and not just results, but fuck me, life-changing results, like, how did you do it? And it was like, well, really, everything should be planned. You should understand the calories that you're eating. You should understand where those calories come from, how much protein, carbs, fats, how much fiber, what does that look like in a meal plan? Like how much chicken, how much rice, how much vegetables? If I wanted to change chicken to steak, how would I do it? If I wanted to change rice for potatoes, how would I do it? And so I guess now is just teaching people all the ins and outs. They can become their own PT. They can get themselves in the best shape of their life. And they can live the life they've always wanted. And I guess that's been something that I've just found a massive passion now is teaching people how to do it. And do it for themselves and, and especially now transitioning that onto PTs, like guys, use use change people's lives, but you need to value yourself in order to give more value to others. You know what yeah. I mean? You can be you need to walk the walk. If you're tell clients how to get in shape, are you in shape? If you're telling clients like how to stick to a diet, do you stick to a diet? Like Are you training regularly? Like, you can't tell people to do something that you've never done before because how can you empathize with their journey? How can you relate to their circumstances? You can't. And so I say to guys, look, guys, you just need to walk the walk. And when I became a PT, like I said, I got a lot of clients just by being in shape. So a a lot of PTs just by being in shape are going to attract people that aspire to that shape, to that physique. They say, look, I'm looking at Gary. Gary looks fucking amazing. I want to work with Gary. I want to look like that. You know what I mean? And, and, and it, doesn't take, it doesn't take any more knowledge. You might not know what you're talking about, but it makes it easy. It makes it yeah. easy when you actually walk the walk, where you you, preach, you, you you preach to others what you actually do yourself. And I feel like I've done that for so long now, where people say, Tony, if you go on your Instagram, you're literally, we watch you eating out a Tupperware. We watch you eating chicken and rice. We watch you eat the same foods over and over. And literally, you've done that for years. And when they look at my physique and say, I very rarely ever see you out of shape. And I say, because everything I do is a lifestyle. It's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. I I, I train consistently. Why? Because I love training. Not necessarily because there's an end result, but because you love training, it makes it easy to do. Because when you're training, you strive to be better. You push yourself. And it's the same with nutrition. If it's just a way of life, and I love eating like that that why would my body fluctuate? Why would I get in shape, out of shape, or indifferent if I'm consistent with everything I'm doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's where I feel like a lot of people can can miss out. They can be all in or they're not. They're, they're either 100% or they're not. There, there is a great area, and that might vary from person to person, and I certainly wouldn't say that I'm 100% perfect, but I would pretty much say I'm about 80% perfect all the time year in year out and so when it comes to holiday i'm not i'm not stressing out or thinking i need to diet to feel comfortable to go on holiday and when when another pt is coming on board like i'm not scared to showcase like look if we were to train together like you would really need to outwork me because i have that competitive edge where whatever client like i need to have walked that walk if i'm going to tell people look you want great legs you need to squat like. I've squatted 200, 240, 240 kilo. Like I've done that, I've lifted that. When I've looked at deadlifts, and people say, look, I've deadlifted 280 kilo. So I'm I'm not only living the life I'm telling them to do, I'm also doing it at a very elite and high level. So that guys that are striving to come on board. That that fuck, have you seen what Tony does? This fucking training's crazy. The weights he's lifting's yeah. crazy because I because I love it yeah. and, and I want to be better. And so You should never have a client that's better than you because who's trying to teach who? Like, I'm trying to teach people to get to a level that I'm at because I'm at a different level. Know what I mean? With the training, with business, with everything that's going on. And so I want to help people along that journey to get there because, yes, it's it's hard, but could you accelerate your own progress just by reaching out and asking for help? 100%. I've done it. I've reached out to literally seven or eight different coaches along my full long-term career, why? Because they knew more than me. They had more experience, they had more knowledge, and I could learn from people that are where I want to be. You Know what I mean? And I still believe that to this day. Oh, definitely, 100%.
0: And that's what we were speaking to Taylor about, wasn't it? Uh, Kenny was saying, uh-huh. I hate when, when PTs, they're, they're, their ego's too big, and they think they know everything. Just, you don't, you need to learn. It's a process, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. See, yep. see, when you were talking about, um, being on holiday and not worrying. I remember you were on a cruise. Oh, you've and probably I, seen all the pictures. Because I, <laughs> I, 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 I followed, uh, I think it was on your Instagram, you were posting, see the amount of food you can tuck away, by the way. It's, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's impressive. But you, uh, were training, you were training as well when you were there, weren't yeah, you? So. Yeah. And uh, I say that to everybody, like I, I diet hard and, and I train hard. And when I go on holiday, like I, 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 it's not a diet. If, if I want to have, like Danish pastries and, and, and cookies and ice cream, like I do. But I'm still having like chicken, I'm still having fish, I'm still having steak, I'm still having rice, all that type of stuff. Like I still eat the things I should. I just eat probably too much of that. But I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with eating too much because you're on holiday and you you're allowed to relax. But at the same time, people say, Well, when you go on holiday, do you train? And I says, Well, I'll give you my perspective. For me. I train because I love training. That is why I do it. So let's not confuse that with some people going on holiday because they feel like I need to train to stay in shape or I need to do it for a specific purpose. I don't need to do it. I want to do it. Like, it's yeah. my release. It's my, it's my time. It's, it's that place that I get to myself. And so when I go on holiday, when people say, like, what do you look forward to? Like, I look forward to training. You know what I mean? I look forward to to going in in the morning and, and spend the wee hour with the weights and it gives it gives me some mental mental and emotional release. I feel good about myself. Like it gives me everything as well as it keeps me in shape. You know what I mean? But nine out of ten times I do it because I love it. That that's the reason. And so when people go on holiday I say look if you don't love training and you go on holiday, take a week off.
0: Yeah.
1: Like yeah. don't don't train. Don't try find a gym. Don't don't be like I'm scunnered doing these weights and I'm getting tired of doing them and I'm getting sick of doing them, if you get sick of doing them, take a week off. Like for me, don't do cardio on holiday if you don't want to do cardio. Like just ensure that are you going for nice walks? Are you getting plenty of sleep? Are you drinking plenty of water? And were you eating, yes, if it's a bit off the scale, fine. But is it every single day? Or is it just certain times? Like I say to people, like you could have what you wanted for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But then breakfast like doesn't just mean let's eat as much crap as possible. Let's see what I can fit into my stomach. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's all about just getting that kind of, being a wee bit smart with your decision. So I'll always overeat protein. I, when it comes to desserts, yeah, I tend to overeat and that stuff. I overindulge. My, my biggest probably thing is that I don't do is I don't drink. I don't drink a lot. I definitely went through that period in my life when I was younger, 17 probably, all the way up to maybe twenty-three. All the way when I worked in the restaurant,
0: yeah.
1: is I would I would party and I would drink and I would be out on a Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Tuesday night, and it was because I had nothing else to do. <laughs> I, was, I was working all day, and it was like, do you want to go out for a drink? That's the I, culture. It's the culture when you it, work in that sort of industry, isn't it? So it, it was a culture, and so that. And then when I realised that I kind of love training, and I realised how detrimental the alcohol was to me and and my results, and for me, like I can have a drink, but for me, I would have a drink because there was a specific reason. Whether what was at somebody's wedding, was it an anniversary? Was it? It won't just be oh, Saturday night. What have a drink? I'm like, ah, what's special about a Saturday night? I says, there's there's 52 Saturdays in the year, like, and so you don't need to celebrate every single Saturday. Like what? Like what's so special about the Saturday? And then it's like, well, I've been working all week. I said, so have I. You Know what I mean? But I don't need a drink. relax i don't need a drink to de-stress for me that that's what i get from my training it de-stresses me it relaxes me but that's not to say that if i wanted a drink i I could have a drink i don't i don't now binge drink to the point that it's like if i'm drinking and i'm drinking to get absolutely smashed and i'm legless and i don't understand what i'm doing um but i can have a social drink and be all right with that i just don't really have it that regular you're you're maybe talking three times a year if 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 anything you know what i mean so not, not a lot, and, and it's not that I don't enjoy it. It's just that like, I kind of need to do it for a reason. You know what I mean? And I don't yeah. need it. I think that's the that's the biggest thing. Like a lot of people, a lot of people say, well, when my pals go out, like I need to drink. So I don't need to drink. You know what I mean? That's that's probably the biggest differential. And I think when you've got kids and and you've got a different, you're you're a wee, wee bit in a different journey in your family life, is that you probably don't party as much and you probably don't drink as much and and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm just at a different stage in my life where I'm all in. With business, Um, I'm finding that balance with family, and I still get that time to myself. But I'm just trying to get myself in a really good place where all these things will be more self-regulated, where it's not as much of a stress or effort to make it happen. Like I want to be making sure that when my daughter starts school, like I can be the one to take her there. I want to be I want to be the dad that when when she finishes, I can I can I'm not working past three o'clock, so I can pick her up to school. I can spend time with her. At night and, and do all these family things, but at the same time, I can still run a business. I've still got between nine and three o'clock to run a successful business. You know what I mean? And as long as I can have the systems and the plan in place now, I can build all that up. i you know what I mean? Like she's only six, seven months at the moment. I could have everything running at 100% capacity within the next two years before she even starts school. So I guess that's where I always say to people, like, do you have a time scale like when when do you want to achieve when you want to achieve so for me if I know I've got a time scale I'll say five years to ultimately live my best life and be where I've always wanted to be and yeah. potentially I don't ever feel like I'm going to retire but it would be nice in five years that if I said look do you know what it's like the kids are away for the summer holidays we've got six weeks I'm going to take six weeks off like boom no work I'm going to let it run its course and I'm just going to spend time with the family and I'm just going to enjoy it and running my business now and helping the pts do what they do this is all allowing me to help them build up systems that give them that life like their life doesn't need to look like mine but whatever they want their life to look like is i'm helping these guys get there you know what i mean yeah. and not and not just going through a burnout where i'm doing 60 hours a week i'm one to one i'm in the gym all the time like i feel like i could be charging more like i know more than other pts but they charge more than me, like, they're lacking a bit of confidence and just trying to get them to a level that, look, the wee rut that you're in, trust me, I've been there and I've been there for too many years, that you'll be in that rut for at least 10 years before you ever get yourself out, so do you want me to help you avoid that rut and just get straight to business, know what I mean? Get yourself in the best shape of your life, attract better clients, boost your mindset, lift up your education. Let, take your business to the next level if we can do all that for you what would that mean and again it's like me working with clients they say that would change my life so like that response i'm looking for when i'm working with non-pt clients when i says look if i can get you in the best shape of your life what would that mean if say tony it'd be priceless like that would literally change my life then i've, I've got that now and i've done that for so long when i'm now helping those pts literally talk to me like tony i can't believe within in a week like the, the the position i'm in now in my business like i'm making more money like training i've got more energy and more time to do my own training like i'm not skipping meals like all that type of stuff they're so much happier they're so much more enthusiastic and, and literally the calls we get with pts like i'm buzzing coming off the call like i'm like guys i'm so happy for yous that you are doing what i would have done 10 years ago it just yeah, took yeah. me a long time to get there. To realise it.
0: Yeah, to realise
1: exactly. it. One thing, uh, me and Kenny were talking about
0: it, uh, and Taylor as well. Um, would you say you kind of pride yourself in your technique? Because you, your technique's very, very sharp. Like, yeah. Especially your squats. I mentioned your squats, right? You get the, <laughs> the lowest squats in the West. Um, yeah, probably so- east. <laughs> as well. yeah, probably, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, how much time did you dedicate to making sure you get a proper technique because a lot of guys and girls you
1: know a lot of time would maybe just pile their weights on and think i need to lift heavy i need yeah, to do this to do that. i think i think for me the good thing for me is potentially when i trained i trained between what was it, three o'clock three o'clock and four o'clock right that particularly for most gyms is a very very quiet period. The most gyms aren't busy until later on at night, so I was never really surrounded by a lot of people that maybe intimidated me or, or, or made me feel like I need to lift more to try catch up with the crowd. And so I was focused on right when I'm when I'm reading the magazines. I remember reading Arnold's. Um, he had this kind of article on and he always talked about, to get the best results, I always strive for full range of motion. Get the muscle to work under full range of motion. And I remember then thinking, do you know what? Every exercise I'm going to do, I'm not going to sacrifice technique. I'm going to focus on doing the, the, the full range of motion with the most weight that I can without sacrificing that. And I stuck to my guns. And so when there was people around me that were lifting more than me, I didn't I had tunnel vision. It was like, look, I'm sticking to this, I'm sticking to this. And over time, a 10 kilo dumbbell moved up to 15. And a 15 kilo dumbbell went up to 20. And that went all the way up to the point now that it's like, fuck, I saw you lifting 70 kilo dumbbells and and you lifted up yourself. Like, how come you don't use a spotter? And I'm like, cause for me, if I can't even lift the first rep, then obviously it's too heavy. So that's, that, that's an ego thing, that if someone needs to lift it for you, you've not even done a rep yet. So you need somebody to lift it up so that you can start getting them out. It's too heavy, you know what I mean? And so I use that with everything. Even when I squat, I never have a spotter. Even, 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 when, I was even when I was squatting 240, I don't, have a, I don't have a spotter. What I do is I look at the, I look at the, the weight. I, I practice with just an empty bar, and I say, how low can I go with no weight? Now, if I can go that low with no weight, I should technically be able to do that range of motion with any weight. And so I would focus on adding more weight. And the funny thing is, is guys go up too quick. So I'd be like, look, I'm, I'm increasing my weights by 1.25 kilo, which is absolutely nothing. But if you do that every year for 15 or 17 years, fuck's sake, there's going to be a progress where when I started squatting, I was squatting with 40 kilo. 10 a side and i was doing maybe three or four sets of 10 or 12 now when you look at it it's like tony if i was doing 180 kilo i could do that for 20 reps which people are like tony that's the fucking craziest shit i've ever seen (laughs) but at the same time is like if i want to go really heavy i can go all the way up to 230 or 240 for one just to showcase that maximum strength you know what i mean but what i realized for me now is i'm not a power lifter it's not for me about the amount of weight I can lift. It's about how hard I can train with a particular weight, rep, and set. And so if I'm aiming for reps of six, how heavy can I go in that rep range? If I'm doing reps of 15, how heavy can I go in that rep range? And it's not a case that it always needs to be focused on the heaviest you can go for one rep because remember that muscle fibers are built up of type one and type two. Type one muscle fibers will develop and grow when you lift more weight, type two muscle fibers will grow and develop when you do more volume, so more reps and stuff like that. So you should be working in a full rep scheme. You should be able to do one rep maxis. You should be able to do six rep maxis, eight, 10, 12, 15, 20, 25. You should be able to work the full spectrum because it's going to give your muscle the best chance in terms of stimulation, a growth by getting bigger, by doing more weights, by getting bigger, by doing more reps, by doing more sets, plus I like to periodize my training that when you go heavy for too long, your joints get very sore. So doing a, a lower volume approach where you're focusing on, on lighter weights and more reps, it gives your joints a bit of a rest and it gives the muscle a bit more of a, a metabolic stimulus. It gives it more of a, 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 a lactic acid response. And so at least when we are utilizing different different training plans for different goals and they're all structured to get a different end result. Like I plan everybody's training. In a 12 month uh, cycle where we look at phase one the focus is fat loss phase two the focus is building muscle phase three the focus is strength and performance in the fat loss program the diet and the training are married together to get you a fat loss result it's all catered towards what do we need to do and how are we going to achieve the best possible results to lose body fat then phase two The training and the diet are focused on how do we maximize building more muscle. And when they finish that phase, they've got phase three, which is I want to get really strong. I want to elevate my strength and performance. How do I take the training and the diet to specifically focus on that goal? Because when you specifically focus on one end product, you get 10 times the result. But most people, they want bigger. They want to be stronger. They want to be leaner. They want to be fitter. They want it all, and then they want it all yesterday. So they don't give themselves time, plus they give themselves an, an impossible task. You know what I mean? So they, they lead themselves to failure, and there must be a secret. You know what I mean? There must be a secret to how everyone else is doing it. When sometimes the biggest secret, time. Like, like I didn't look like this when I was fucking 18. Like, I needed time. The difference is, if you've got time on your side and you're doing everything right, you're probably going to get a far better result than having time in yourself and doing everything wrong. You know what I mean? Patience. Patience is a hard thing to come by
2: these days. Everybody wants it, it in way, way, way before they actually want it. Or they ask for it. I it's think
1: we've built into an environment now where we want clothes, it's next day delivery. I ordered something at 11 o'clock last night. I get it at 8 o'clock the next morning. I'm like, fuck me. Like, I'm not even... How going is to that possible? That. Like, <laughs> I, I couldn't even wake up and go to the shops to look at that clothing. And you've already got it to my doorstep. And obviously, it's the same with your food. You can order food. You can get it delivered. You can, everything happens so quick. If you want to know something, Google. Boom. Information overload. So when it comes to results, people are like, cool. I want to to get abs. I want to get in the best shape of my life. I want to put on 10 pounds of muscle. It should be like that. And then when they realize that it's not like that, it's like, how no? how,
2: how,
1: How does everyone else do it? And I explain this to my clients. See if, like, I was injured for six weeks there. See if I got out of shape and I said, guys, I'm going to do the best fucking six-week diet that I've ever done in my life and get myself in the best shape of my life. I did not get in the best shape of my life doing a six-week diet. (laughs) I I got the best shape of my life by training for 17 years. I spent six weeks getting out of shape because I couldn't train and my diet wasn't on point. So if I decide to dial things in and turn it up, Obviously, I go from out of shape to in shape in six weeks. That is false advertising. That's fucking marketing. That's selling people the false dream that that's all I ever see in social media. Get my six week plan. Get my eight week plan. I'm like that. Guys, are you here? Like, what are you here for? Because if you want me to sell you shite, then it's it's no happening. Like I'm going to tell you how it is. I'm going to tell you straight. This is realistically what is achievable. What's possible in this specific time frame. This is what I've been able to see with clients. This is not something that's gonna happen overnight. It's not gonna happen in the next four or six weeks. It's gonna take time, and especially the better the results, the more time that you need. I never got Taylor to step on a world stage doing a four-week fucking diet, you know what I mean? <laughs> we, 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 spent almost, we spent almost two years building a physique, getting her body fat extremely low, building muscle on her frame, so she could step on stage with the best athletes in the world. Like, we don't produce results like that just with a six-week diet. How quick can you build muscle? Not very quickly. How quick can you lose fat? You can lose it a wee bit quicker than, than building muscle, but, again, you can't lose 50 pounds of fat in four weeks. You can, you can lose 50 pounds of scale weight, potentially. Is that just fat? Probably not. There's a lot of water, there's a lot of fat, and there's a lot of muscle.
2: You know what I mean? Oh go uh, Alexa, can I get a six-pack? Please. <laughs> <laughs> that, Alexa will say that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> 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 Mally, he's even um, scrolling through Instagram the other day, there's was like, take these. It's like a video, and it's like keto, keto, keto pills. Take these keto oh. pills because this is <laughs> in six weeks, you are going to look beach body ready like that. Yeah. It's ridiculous, man. It's an absolute. Yeah. It's a shame, but all these people are being found out now. Eh? Like. Yeah the models are going oh, this is what i looked like three seconds before i took this picture and that picture which is quite cool to see that, oh, honestly, be that it's not real
1: and I, and I guess that's probably the biggest takeaway for me is see because i'm not into this photoshopping and all that crap that people do see whenever people met me in real life they were like fuck you look, you look like, like <laughs> you, you <laughs> <absolutely> <laughs> look like the guy that's in the picture and i'm like I would hope so. Who else am I going to fucking look like? Like <laughs> they, they say, well, there's a lot of people that they look like one-way in pictures and then you see them in real life and you're like, that guy doesn't look like that. How's that? And I'm like, that's called technology. You yeah, can man, Photoshop man. a lot of pictures to make, make a person look in shape all year round when they're not. You know what I mean? It's not realistic.
0: Yeah, so man, man. see, Future then, we touched on it, um, kind of right at the start of the podcast. So you're predominantly looking to be
1: online now. So I've took that plunge now. So since that's, since, that's lo- since lockdown, it forced to, my long term. I always wanted to do it. I probably never had the confidence because I felt like I just love PTing. Like I just yeah. I love working with clients. I love getting results. I love I love it. I just I couldn't see me ever stopping it. It just so happened that that, that COVID came along and it just took that decision away from me. And I just had to go with it. So it's a blessing in disguise and it didn't seem like it at the start but my god I'm looking back now and I'm like it's probably the best thing that's ever happened because it forced me to create an online business that is ultimately doing so well that I don't need to PT anymore and it, it allowed me to kind of realize that people don't need a PT to get results you know what I mean <clears throat> they they need to they need to be able to speak to somebody on hand so have me available when they need me they need the education they need the accountability they need to have structure and a plan they need all of this and that's something that ultimately i want to teach people to do so if somebody did come along and say look i'm a complete beginner so like i would need somebody to pt me to show me what a squat was to show me what a chest press was then i'm saying look i'm probably not the guy for you because my program is predominantly catered to people that are already going to the gym or have been to the gym before. It's not catered towards complete beginners or complete newbies, which I'll be 100% honest, it's not. Yeah. Um, was that something I'd done at the start? Yes, but for me now, the, the guys that, 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 that were seeing me for PT, they saw me for PT not necessarily because they needed a PT, they just liked it. <laughs> they, yeah. they, 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 they just liked going into the gym and they liked me pushing them. They didn't need me. They just liked it. And, and yeah. there was a big difference that I realized that a lot of my client base, they don't need PT. They need everything else. They need the knowledge. They need the accountability. They yeah. need the plan. They need the education. They need all that stuff. They don't need somebody to stand and count the reps. One, yeah. Two, three. <laughs> they don't. They, they, they don't need that. They need the rest. Of, re, the rest of it.
2: Just I sure think there was ever a point where um, people just enjoyed saying "Tony Pang's my PT." It like, became a status <laughs> thing because yeah. I like see like in Dubai, people like, "I've got a PT," it's I like, actual status. It's not just that I, "Yeah, I need a PT." It's just I've got this really, really good PT. And
1: I feel system. like I feel like for me, right, I had I had probably a period, and um, maybe still of people, I definitely want people to be proud to be like I'm working with Tony, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and, and, and Tony, I see Tony as being the best of the best and I'm working with the best of the best because I want the best results, that definitely gives me some sort of like pride in that, but I would ultimately say that if somebody was only wanting to work with me for status and they didn't, they weren't in it for themselves to produce results, then I would, I would be able to get that sense within either the consultation or within the first four weeks where I'm happy to get rid of clients. And if I, if, if I was able to showcase you in the middle of lockdown when I had a lot of clients and I made this transition and I developed the program, the education platform, there's literally about maybe 50 or 60 hours worth of education training. You get 30 hours of access to me. The results have been mind-blowing that when I got to that point, I had to look at my client base and be like, who's the people that aren't performing? Who's the people that don't really want to be here? And I had to do a full clear-out. And I cleared mm-hmm. out a lot of clients. And and there were maybe they, – they were just going through the motion. I, everybody comes at things slightly different. Some people lose that drive and motivation. So it's not just a case of I got rid of you because you didn't produce results last yeah. week. It might be like, look, it's been – Eight weeks in lockdown. It's been three months in lockdown, and you're still drinking at the weekend, and you're still not training, and <laughs> you're still not following the diet. Like this isn't that important to you. So we need to kind of call it a day because it's not their time at the moment. I... I need to surround myself and surround my clients with highly driven individuals because we are here to to level up and create a new standard that's that, that's unbelievable, and and that just means that everybody in here. Is looking to be the absolute best, and when you get a when you get a group of clients like that, everybody's results goes from level to level to level. Everybody's bouncing off each other. The energy's great, and if you think that when people listen to me, they're like fucking like I feel your energy. Imagine 50 of the 50 people like me. Like all, all, all my clients always say to me is that when they've worked with me long enough, like their wives or their partners or their husbands, like you just sound like Tony. You're like, a mini, <laughs> you're, like a, you're like a mini fucking Tony Pang and and I just I just laugh because I'm just like it's so true like I want to rub off on people I want to give them that impact that energy and I remember one of one of my one of my clients has got a son and he's like you're you my dad's with Tony Pang and Tony Pang's the man and he said <laughs> what do you want to be when you're older and he and he's, uh, I want to be Tony Pang, and he's like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's my, arms, my arms look big, and he's doing all this, and he's like, can you see my six-pack, and he's doing sit-ups and all that, and I just, he, he's like, Tony, I literally was going to video um, it, and just send you it, because it was the it was the funniest moment ever, right. and I was just like, fuck, like, sometimes I forget that social media is a platform <sighs> that there's, there's so many people, and I, I guess... I sometimes forget that there's actually a lot of people that maybe even listen to what I've got to say or, or follow for what I've got to say until maybe I go to the cinema and some guy's like, how you doing, Tony? And I'm like, I am good oh. and I like that. Oh, that I follow be, you man, on Instagram. Like and I'm here, like, man. all right, cool. And I was like, it's great <sighs> to meet you. And I'm just like, and I just forget sometimes like that this happened, which was the funniest thing that ever happened my missus is like, I just can't believe that, that this happens to you. So we were in, we were in Tesco. And a guy was with his girlfriend and he's like, oh, there's Tony. So he ran up and he said, Tony, can I ask you a question? And I'm like, aye. He says, look, I know you're bulking the new and I'm trying to bulk. And I saw what you're kind of eating. So like, what what should I, what should I like get in my <laughs> call ask it right now. And I'm like, well, what do you struggle with? And he's like, look, like, I know you eat a lot of rice, but like I struggle with rice. And I says, well, what about wraps and and pitas? And um, what about cereal and stuff? And he's like, well, oh, you could eat that stuff? And I'm like, aye. And he's like, right, wait there. And he fucking runs to the other side. Oh, and he starts filling his fucking trolley, comes comes back and finds me in a different aisle. And he's like, mate, fucking brilliant. I love that. Does this, does this look good? And I says, mate, that looks class. And then he went away. Like, my message is like, that guy just asked you about your shopping. You just uh, told me to And he just fucking went and got it. Like, What the fuck is that all about? And I'm like, look, like if, if I followed somebody, that was in great shape and I, and I followed their every word and I saw them like I'd probably be the same I'd probably be like what can I do? like right. is there something that I can do and it, at least I feel quite good that a lot of people on my social media they'll, they'll, they'll ask me questions and then when I see people in real life they'll ask me questions so it's great in that sense that at least I try and make myself as approachable as, as possible. I guess what would I would say to most people is the more video content, that I can do. I guess that more people feel like they know me before, mm-hmm. they ever, before they ever meet me. And so it makes it easy just to start talking to me and ask yeah. me questions. And sometimes I feel bad because I'm like, I don't really know that guy's Instagram name or I don't really know who that guy is. I hope that he just tags me so I can be like, how you doing mate? It was great to have that conversation <laughs> and I'm really glad you, you got what you needed. you know what I mean? Definitely. Uh,
2: I was watching your, your YouTube um. Back. 2010 was your first video like why diets don't work yeah um the message hasn't really changed for you is it like it's still kind of still saying you, you need to stick to diets and di- well, you said that you was diets don't work but yeah it's a lifestyle uh, you a lifestyle you need to make yeah
1: it so i would probably need to watch back front. in that video because i could probably say things that i said and done 10 years ago there's, there's things that i'm not <laughs> saying and doing now so no, i would the, very the, the
2: no, I was just saying it was like it's a lifestyle. A six week diet is not going to work because in six weeks, what do you do? You revert back to who you were and you go back to yeah. that. So, that ethos that, that, that
1: for me is, is still there. It's not, and I say this to people the reason you see me able to stay in shape year in, year round is not because of a six week diet. It's mm-hmm. because the way I eat now, I can see myself eating like this for the rest of my life. So, any results that I'm able to achieve. I'm able to sustain. I'm able to maintain that result, and and that is what the lifestyle is all about. You should train because you love training. Yeah. You should eat well because ultimately it makes you feel better. When you eat crap, you feel like crap. You know what I mean? If you if you're not confident in how you're looking, that affects your mood. That affects your mindset, and so everything's interlinked. You know what I mean? Like if you want to live a great life, you want to be confident. You want to be, I'm not saying everybody needs to be ripped in whatever it is. I just need to be oh, like, no, look, no. you need to be in shape. You need at least like do a wee bit of training, look after your diet, all that type of stuff. No one needs to be an elite athlete. I say that to everybody. You don't need to, like I had guys that, that wanted to lose a bit of weight and I, and I managed to convince them to do a photo shoot. And, and their reaction was I would never do a photo shoot because I'm never going to look like you. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> you're not doing a photo shoot to look like me. You're doing a photo shoot because if I was to ask you, like, six months ago, if you were able to lose five stone and tell me now that you look and feel the best you have ever felt, like, I want to capture that for you and give you that moment in time for you to look back on year in, year out and be like, fuck, ask anybody who's out of shape, that's not happy, that's not confident in their body and say, would you like to do a photo shoot? The answer 100%, 100% of the time is going to be no way. No way. Mm. Am I, step, I don't even want to step in front of the mirror, never mind step in front of a fucking camera. That's the last thing I want to do. So when I can take clients to that level that they're willing to do that, that's that, again, that, that's life changing stuff. You Know what I mean?
2: I don't want to go near. Camera or <laughs> even. They- man, after <laughs> uh, that's why we video from bit, here upwards. I've I've i disrupted with COVID, man. I've I, I been lucky if it's a handful of times, man. Yeah. Um, but I nice. still back in it ebbs and flows. It does, yeah. and this this uh, like you said, your your energy, you do feel it
0: because you do I it you feel. I feel like going training a wee bit. Day, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no, and
2: no,
1: that's and that's where I guess when when I go on YouTube and. And maybe I'm watching a motivational video and I'm like, fuck, like I want to go train. I'm like that. You should be able to bring that energy to your clients because remember, your clients aren't always going to be motivated. They aren't always going to be inspired. And, and at least the feedback I always get with my clients is, Tony, I only need a five or 10 minute conversation with you and I'm fucking back in the game. I'm <laughs> buzzing and I cannot wait to get back on it. And that is all... That people really need is look I believe in you, you know what I mean yeah. I believe in you to fucking get the best results you've ever achieved in your life like you can do this and sometimes somebody else believing in you it, it, it lifts your belief in yourself you know what I mean uh, and if I can have a wee five or ten minute conversation with a client that has a wobble and get them back on track which I deal with all the time like I deal with all my client stresses plus my own and I always when I get that wee feedback from him, saying Tony I appreciated that call or I appreciated that bit of feedback you gave me. It's really changed my mood. It's lifted um, where I'm at right now. I'm ready to get back on track and smash it. That's all people need. So if I can make myself available to give that every single day, people aren't going to go seven days without seeing results. They're not going to go 14 days without seeing results because I always say to people, reach out when you need help. Don't don't feel like I don't want to pester you. I don't want to... I don't want to kind of be a, be a nuisance. I'm like, look, use me for what I'm, use me for the, the help that I'm going to give you to allow you to take things to the next level. you Know what I mean? Yeah. I'm here to support you, guide you, motivate you, inspire you, because I want you to do fucking amazing.
2: Yeah. Uh, there was a, do you, do you listen to any uh, Eric Thomas or uh, David Goggins, Tony Robbins, any of these sort of people?
1: So when, when I was, was prepping for shows and I was in a bad place and I'm like, I don't know if I've got the energy to get up this morning and do an audio. I don't know whether I've got the energy to go train. I'm in a really bad place. I don't feel good. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I, I would go to that motivational videos and I would just listen to people's stories, listen to their journey. And if it, it would always be the first thing that I would listen to. And my God, it set me up for the rest of the day. Like, it really really solidified within me that whatever you hear or see or do in kind of that first part of the day definitely sets you up for the rest of the day. You could have a really bad start, and it just offsets offsets the rest of the day. You have a a bad day, and it snowballs on. And I think that that's the exact same, that when you get that positive vibe as soon as you get up, is that massively sets you up for the rest of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hundred yeah,
0: percent. Um Tony, there's talk. There's, a, there's one question um that we want to ask you. We ask everybody that's came on yep. the podcast. So. You, we, we
2: always end up
0: <laughs> Half the time we forget, but <laughs> but um so basically I know you're not a big drinker, right? So this doesn't have to be an alcoholic drink. So nope. if you could have one drink
1: and one drink only, what would you have and who would it be with? Um okay, so that's kind of not an ideal situation for me not being a big drinker. I guess the, the, the two drinks or the drinks that I, I only really drink uh, is like a vodka soda and lime or a gin and tonic or gin and slimline tonic. I guess that's the hell fucking, yeah, that's the, the best ice. box for the bad bunch. <laughs> if I was to go for like what would be the drink that potentially I actually quite like and enjoy it would be probably like a, a fruit flavored cider. Right, really? like a copperberg a, a, like a, a, a you know, or something like that copperberg or a mixed yeah. ice something along those lines that it's a hot day it's nice you can get a pint glass that's chilled with ice and just sit there and and just really take in everything that the world has to offer yeah. and I guess this is probably going to seem like sobby and everything else but I guess for me like one of my biggest uh, fans or one of my biggest supporters is my missus you know what I mean is that She's pulled me out some bad, bad places. And I guess that people only ever see the, the highlights of, of, of my life. And we'll always never see the highs that they don't understand that I'm a human like anyone else. I go through struggles. I go through problems. And who looks after me when I'm looking after everybody else? know what I mean? And I guess my missus is that person for me that when I'm in a bad place, she can pick me out of that. And I think you need someone like that in your life that can really, because for me, I'm looking after everyone else's problems. And so whether it's the PTs, whether it's non-PTs, like regardless of what goes on in my life, I don't let that affect them. But ultimately there's a the times that I'm exhausted where I'm like, fuck, I am exhausted. I'm tired, I've, I've dealt with a lot of problems and I've not got a lot of like, life to give myself. And my missus is always there to kind of pick me up and uh, kind of just reassure me that, look, this is just part of it. You go through this all the time. And we we, we take on challenges like every, every couple and, and every relationship goes through challenges. But ultimately, every time we get through that, it just builds our bond and it builds our relationship. And it takes me, kind of builds me more of that mental fortitude that, look, life is there to test you. Life yeah. is not easy, no matter what what it tends to portray at you, you could see somebody in better shape, you could see somebody making more money and you think that they've got the life, like everyone's got things going on in their life that they don't necessarily want to talk too much about and everyone goes through that and life is always gonna be ups and downs and if you've got the right people in your life is you've gonna have that foundation that's gonna see you through all these challenges and it's gonna allow you to perform at your best all the time, so obviously for me, like sitting down with my missus and being somewhere nice and uh, having a drink would probably be my kind of ideal situation. Nothing soppy about it. Aye? Yeah, it's just honest. Know. It's just honest. But just,
2: that's what you want, man. That aye,
0: definitely. But Tony, I appreciate you coming on me. It's been been brilliant. Um, hopefully, hopefully, we'll have you on again at some point if you've got. Yeah, I'm, I'm more than, than, than happy. Podcast. Like I said, I've
1: done loads of, loads of different podcasts and I always say to the guys, like, I'm. What what one of my messes always says to me is like, I'm a fucking talker. Like, I I, I, I never shut up. Like, that literally when I'm talking to clients or whenever it's a passion of mine, like, stick me, when I was in the SECC, stick me in front of a thousand people and say, Tony, I want you to go talk. I'm like, boom, let's do this. And and, and if I was to talk to myself when I was back at school, I couldn't do it. I couldn't talk to a classroom of 30 people because I'm like fucking shitting myself. Like, I can't do this, but put me in front of a thousand people and talk about getting them in shape, building a business, improving their life. Fuck, give me, give me a crowd of fucking ten thousand people. Like, I am gonna be like fucking off the Richter. I'm just gonna bring that passion, bring that fire, bring that energy. And so, talking to you guys, or t- talking to anybody that wants to take their time out um, to give me that opportunity is just like that. That for me is I'll always be open to to help everyone else out because we're all we're all in this together. You know what I mean?
2: Uh, it shines 100%. through, and especially when somebody's got a passion about speaking about something, you can just, yeah. you just feed off it day you, just feel it, you can feel yeah. it. Yeah. You can, tell, yeah, you can always tell as
0: well when it's when it's genuine, do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there's there's no having to think about what you're trying to say and you're trying to portray uh-huh. something, it's uh-huh. just all flows. So and I
1: think uh-huh. that's where video content works well. Yeah. is people can see genuine people, mm-hmm. and I feel like people buy into people, not necessarily services, not necessarily. What somebody does, I think a lot of the time people buy into people. You just get people that you like, you resonate with, and you want to work with, and that just comes down to your personality, your character, and a lot of the PTs and a lot of people I speak to say, "I, I don't know how you talk in camera. Like I, I, I hate looking at myself. I hate like talking to camera." And I'm like, that, ah, why? Like, well, like, why? Why do you? Why do you? Why do you, Why don't you like it?" I says, "For me, it might have been a daunting experience maybe five years ago." But once you do it all the time, it's it's no different. As
2: nature,
1: it, it says as a PT, your job is to talk to people, to find out where they're at, and to find out whether you can help them. So social media gives you a platform that you can do that on a wider scale. You're not doing anything different. You're not you're instead of doing it to one person, you're doing it to twenty thousand people. And and some people will will definitely attract towards you and some people won't. But you're not trying to fit you're not trying to please everyone. You you want to work with people that you resonate with. You want to work with people that you like, that you get on with. And everybody is so different. So I say I say to clients, I say and to PTs is don't try to please everyone because you can You're, you're, you're nah. fighting a battle. You're fighting a battle that you can't win. Be the best that you can be. Provide the absolute best service for your clients and you'll attract more of the people that you want to work with.
0: Perfect. Well you, you've definitely anybody who's listening you've definitely inspired them i can already tell Uh, and and including us definitely as i say you get the wee the wee spark spark. no i appreciate you taking your time out again
2: um before you go tony what is it you're using just tonypang.co.uk now
1: yeah tonypang.co.uk is the is the best way to get um all the information about me i guess but most people on on socials they'll we will get in contact with Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of available on, on, on all platforms. But, yeah, the website is just TonyPang.co.uk. Simple. Super good stuff. Brilliant. Right, well,
2: happy? Happy. All good. Perfect, lovely. No way, Tony, that smile, at how, how a handsome smile Tony's got. man's practised <laughs> that today. At
1: the end of the day, you've got to smile at life. Know what I
2: mean? You've got to smile, lovely. Right. right, take care, guys. Hey guys, thank you. All the best, right, guys.
1: Thanks very much again. Okay, Cheerio.
2: see bye Bye bye. Take care.